Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Something will show up. What's up, everybody? This is Rob Brand. <laughs> and this is Rick Brand, and we are the Brothers Brand. Welcome back. Episode 155. 155, Rick. Yes, sir. It's ranking the NFL Stadium Game Day Experiences, part two of a three-part series. The first episode was electric. We talked about the worst stadiums in the NFL. The one you want to avoid there's no reason to put them on the bucket list but they're out there so we talked about the bottom third electric what a way to describe it (laughs) it's like the bottom bun if you think of a hamburger i think we would all agree that the patty is phenomenal it's a big part of the hamburger yeah i'm a bread guy you're a bread guy if that top bun is electric that's going to be a great sandwich it doesn't matter about the bottom bun Look, we grew up in New Jersey, phenomenal, phenomenal bagels, phenomenal pizza, phenomenal bread. And that's what makes a sandwich is, is, is the bread. All right. Well, today we're talking about the patty. We're right in the middle, right in the heart yeah. of the sandwich here. These are stadiums that I think our viewership um, are going to enjoy. And these are ones that are certainly worth it to get out there. And if you're around and out and about, stop in and see a game. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's kick it off. Let's go through. We're going to do 20 through 11 right now. Um, we're going to kick it off with the Cincinnati Bengals in the 20 spot. Uh, Paycor Stadium built in 2000 in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, 65,000 at seats. And uh, welcome to the jungle, my friends. Welcome to the jungle. So I love when the Bengals did this. They opened the stadium back in 2000. And for the first couple of years, if you were watching a game on TV We all know that the fans are probably, let's call it eight to 10 feet up in the air, elevated off the ground level. And there's a wall that goes around the entire field. And it was just blank. It was like gray. It wasn't like anything special. It's a concrete jungle. Then they did this like very simple, but amazing, I think, altering the stadium atmosphere was they created like this banner and this graphic that goes around it all. And it's like, welcome to the jungle. You've got uh, bangles on it. You've got the tall grass on it. It's just really cool. And they play Welcome to the Jungle by ACDC. Um, Those Cincinnati Bengal fans are great fans. And we saw it a couple years ago when uh, DeMar Hamlin, you know, went down with that horrific injury and was actually dead. And they revived him. But um, the whole city of Cincinnati really rallied around um the buffalo bills and that player it's a great fan base um this stadium 
It's 65,000, as you mentioned, and they keep the corners of the stadium actually open. So you can see like the city, um, the wind will be blowing in on a cold winter's day. Um, It's a unique stadium. And I just, you know, think 20 is a rightful spot for it. Yeah. Yeah. I had the privilege of meeting a Cincinnati Bengals season ticket holder when we were in Tennessee. Uh, Class act, nice guy, nice family. Uh, it's been been a season ticket holder for 20, 30 years uh, with the team. Uh, and uh, yeah, he had nothing but good things to say about uh, Cincinnati and, and the stadium. I mean, I think I think it's I think a lot of stadiums are due for a remake. I mean, we're, we're kind of pulling pulling teeth talking about some uh, some some uh, what do you call it? Like fathead signage going around the stadium. Like that's what we're talking about with it here. Um so I think they're due best. for an upgrade. I think they're due for an upgrade at some point. This is on the back half of the, you know, stadiums in the NFL. Let's go to the Philadelphia Eagles here. Lincoln Financial Field, built in 2023, seats 67,000. So a few more than Cincinnati. It hosts Temple Football College there in Philadelphia. It has um, these wing-like canopies that are at the top of the stadium designed because no longer there, no longer there. Well, when they built them, they were, (laughs) they, they were like the Philadelphia Eagles because of the bird and three of the four corners are open. So you can see the city skylight skyline and um, they've got solar panels and wind turbines. This is one of the most um, e-friendly stadiums there is out there in the NFL. I think they've actually received the award for several years now. Yeah, it's really cool. It's uh, my home team. Obviously, go birds on my hat right here. Uh, I would put it higher on this list. You have it put at the 19th spot. We're just riding with your list right now uh, because I can't find mine. And (laughs) Um, I definitely would have it higher just because of all the memories there. But if you're going just based off the stadium – um, I think it's, I think it's okay. I think it's cool. I think it's okay. I mean, it's my home team, so I like it a lot. Uh, it's loud. It is loud in there. Um, especially since they're doing so well. Um, I, I think it's higher. I think the suites are really cool. I think the. Uh, snuck into a several suites there. You definitely know that the suites are higher. You and I have snuck down onto the field before. Yeah, we got down on the field. So simple so, to get onto the field. Exactly. Um, well, part of the reason why I find that this game day experience at Lincoln Financial is not in the top half is because that every time I've been there, I've been surrounded by, and it doesn't matter where I sit. I could sit in a variety of locations. Ah. And this is nothing personal for you, Rob. You're you're an intelligent football fan. Yeah. Um, I can't say the same for all the Eagles fans out there. but Tough fan base. I would not take a child or my wife to a game there. You would not be caught dead in an opposing team's uniform. It is profanity laced. Um, I don't even think most of the fans are educated, to be honest. It's uh it's a hot take, but um, they're just belligerent and they're yelling. And um, I don't personally enjoy it. So that's the hit here on the Eagles. Yeah, no, at, at, um, it, it's, uh, it's Philly versus everybody. And uh, yeah, d- ruthless, absolutely ruthless. Do not come wearing an opposing team jersey. You will get booed. You will get yelled at. You will get cursed at. It, yeah. it happens. And by little kids, too. They're training hey. them young now. It's, oh, it's my gosh. Fun. I got flipped off by a third grader. <laughs> Let's move on to number 18 here. This is uh, a little bit up north 
It's actually one of the most northern uh, stadiums in the country. Gillette Stadium, home of the six-time New England Patriots Super Bowl champions in Foxborough, Massachusetts. 65000 They just renovated and built this amazing lighthouse structure at the top of it. It's um, It really gets the people going, Rob. At the beginning of the game, they're – whether it's Brady or a former player or celebrity, they get this lighthouse churning. Um, it's part of the, um, you know, the culture up there in the Boston, Northeast. Northeast, yeah. New, New, England. New England. They've got this bridge that you can walk across. And, um, and then there's this Patriot's Place. So Patriot's Place is essentially like this village, this this community. They've built apartments. There's restaurants and shops. There's staples. There's Bass Pro Shop. I mean, what more could you want right outside your NFL stadium? In case you forget something, you swing in a staples as you're walking into the stadium. Rob. Now, what I what I will say is. You've been there. Tell us about it. Yeah, I, you know, I've been there uh, multiple times. Uh, you've been there as well. You went there for a Jets-Patriots game one time, I recall. Oh, yeah. I've been there for football. I've been there for the NHL's Winter Classic. In fact, my wife was there that day. So um, just incredible. Um, but you guys didn't know that. Right. Exactly. How crazy is that? Unreal. Uh, I was there for a, a Patriots game, but then I also went there for a concert, Kenny Chesney concert. I went there for USA versus Spain soccer friendly. Uh, been there a lot. Yeah, look, it's a good stadium. It's a good stadium. I will say the caveat, though, is horrible traffic. Absolutely horrific traffic. I think it's like one way in, one way out. They they do a terrible job with that. Uh, every single time I went there, it was like three hours of traffic trying to leave something. Yeah ungodly so they need to fix that but let's move on to number 17 uh 18 was great with the patriots obviously you gotta go you gotta check it out it's the house that tom brady built uh the allure the 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 uh history behind it 17 is the pittsburgh steelers with Acrisure a stadium they just renamed it from heinz field uh oh my gosh the the city was up in arms about uh getting rid of the big ketchup bottles that were by the scoreboard which were so cool Um, you can't hide the money rob you can't hide the money and accusure decided to pony up they wanted to slap their name on this stadium and and out was heinz and in was insurance yeah and for the listeners on this podcast all of them we will refer to this as heinz field it was built in 2001 uh-huh. It seats 68,000, and it's on the Ohio River. That's probably one of the more unique things about this stadium, as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Yes. It's pretty It's pretty unique that you can pull your boat up to the stadium and walk yes. in. So we've got a little affinity for those types of stadiums. Yeah, I, I ended up meeting – it was our first sports road trip, Rick. We did uh, 10 games, 10 days in the Midwest. We went to a doubleheader, 1 o'clock Pirates-Reds game uh, with playoff implications. So that was fire. And then we moseyed on over to an 8 o'clock Bears-Steelers game uh, at Heinz Field for Sunday night football. And that was a special uh, experience there. I got the chance to meet Art Rooney himself. I'll, I'll share this story for our listeners uh, super quick. Uh, Rick and I were on our epic sports road trip, last game of the road trip. 
I wanted to make a sign. I thought they might be giving out signage stuff. Uh, like, you know, you could write with a magic marker on it, a Sharpie on it, 10 games, 10 days, try to get it on TV. And uh, didn't end up happening. But what did happen was I was just opening doors going into places. And uh, I walked into this nice uh, suite area. And this guy goes, hey, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I was actually uh, wondering if you could help me out and point me in the direction of like, uh, is there any like cardboard or anything I can make a sign? My brother and I just did a 10 day, 10 uh, sports road trip, sporting event road trip. And he looks me dead in the eyes and goes, ah, I don't really know. Really nice guy. He, he had no business being this nice to me. We're from the Northeast. I thought he was going to drop kick me out, get the hell out of here. He goes, I don't really know. And then all of a sudden someone passes by and he goes, Hey, uh, hey, excuse me, uh, Art. Do you, uh, do you know where? Um, do you know where this guy could get some sign, uh, signage? He's on a ten-day, uh, uh, ten sporting event road trip. This is his last game. You got to hear this story. And lo and behold, it's Art Rooney, the the owner of the Steelers. And I was like, Hey, Mr. Rooney, can I get a picture with you? And he goes, Absolutely. So I get a picture with Art Rooney. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty epic, right there. No, no cardboard signage, uh, but great experience. And uh, one that I'll, I'll remember for the rest of my life. When your brother says to you, hey, I'm going to go look for cardboard. All you listeners out there, just let them go. You don't know what they're going to come back with. But <laughs> Rob, Rob was as giddy as could be when he rolled back to our seats with no cardboard. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, before we do, I just should note that um, Pittsburgh used a tremendous amount of steel. In fact, they used 1,200 tons of steel to create this pittsburgh steelers stadium it is the steel city it is the steel city uh they do have a really magnificent magnificent great hall which honors all the legends of the franchise in the stadium so worth checking out if you're swinging through pittsburgh again it's right next to the pirate stadium try to do a little double header action if possible and if you want to take the boat take the boat take the boat Going on to the Houston Texans, this is number 16. It's NRG Stadium. This was built in 2002 when the franchise was founded. This is the newest franchise in the NFL. These uh, Houston Texans, you know, think about it. One of the major biggest cities in the country didn't have a football team up until about 20 or so years ago. So they build this stadium, NRG Stadium. Well, Well, that's not true. They had the Houston Oilers for a very long time. And then the Houston Oilers then moved to Tennessee and became the Tennessee Oilers. And then they became the Tennessee Titans. Um, uh, so so they had a team, they lost a team, they got a team back. That's accurate. That's more accurate as to what happened. But for our childhood, we grew up without them having a team. And then all of a sudden right. the Texans happened. Well, so folks, as it goes, they built a 72,000 seat stadium. And it had a retractable roof, okay? This was very new to the NFL at the time. It was revolutionary. Several teams have since created something um, somewhat similar, but um, they've hosted multiple Super Bowls. And this roof that is retractable has this transparent fabric to it, which um, allows for when the roof is actually closed during a day game because it might be cold or raining, it actually will generate a tremendous amount of natural light through it. So it doesn't feel as though you're closed into one of the historical domes where there's just, you know, concrete and metal. It's, it's pretty unique. We've been there. And, uh, and for our listeners, this is, uh, this is home to uh, the uh, national championship uh, tomorrow for, 
correct? Is that is that correct, Rick? The That's right. The national championship in college football is being played in 2024 between Michigan and Washington at NRG Stadium. And what they won't have during that game, but what they do have for the Houston Texans game is a fan section known as the bullpen. And, uh, you know, they're, they've got a lot of, uh, well, um, cattle down there. And uh, it's what they call the bullpen. And it's what gets the people going, Rob. Rick, and we've been to this stadium uh, not once, but twice, I believe. College uh, been, and been, NFL. I've been there a third time, and I was on the. I had the privilege of meeting uh, meeting one of the uh, one of the owners. Uh, it's it's McNair family, uh, but then there's uh, there's uh, I believe minority owners in there as well. Um, got down onto the field. That was an amazing experience in one of the boxes. Uh, you and I had a great experience there when we went to a Texans Jaguars game. Rick, that American flag has got to be one of the biggest American flags you and I have ever seen. Uh, it was after Hurricane Harvey um, down in Houston. Uh, JJ Watt was absolutely electric. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Uh, the guy, I'll never Trump's forget the bald there. eagle flying in. They rolled out an American flag that was the size of the stadium. Or the size of the field, size of the field, the biggest American flag that Rick and I have ever witnessed firsthand. Uh, absolutely unreal. JJ Watt coming out after her, after raising millions and millions of dollars for the city of Houston. Uh, it, it, it'll hold a special place in my heart. I don't know about you, Rick, but that's where we, that's, that is the trip where we, where we met Ram Silver Silverman, which uh, is a dear friend of the pod a dear friend of us, goldentickets.com. If you want sporting event, anything, tickets, goldentickets.com. Use the use the promo code BROTHERSBRANT. You will get absolutely nothing off your ticket. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, a dear friend met there. And then uh, we also ran it back with a five-day, uh, five games in Texas where we saw Texas Tech play Ole Miss, and we went down onto the field for that. Again, just walked right out there with a lot of confidence. Had a blast. Uh, special place. Special place, Rob. And uh, another great place in the country here is smack dab in the middle of it. And smack dab in the middle of our list is the Indianapolis Colts Lucas Oil Stadium, built in 2008. And it's a 70,000-seat stadium with also a tractable roof. This retractable roof doesn't just go back and forth, but the windows, Rob, on the north side of the stadium, they're massive windows, somewhat like the Milwaukee Brewers outfield with these huge glass panes of just like turning, rotating glass that will open up. And so on a nice September, October day in the fall, get the breeze going. It is so darn cool. And uniquely to this city is an underground walkway. No way. Will take people from the stadium to the convention center and to various locations throughout the city. Uh, It does get quite cold and brutal in the city of Indianapolis. I've been there myself for a final four, uh, traveled it frequently for work. And they've hosted multiple Super Bowls. So um, a great Did you city. only go out there great for a city. Final Four? I thought yes. you know, yes. that's, the, that's your only stoppings there. Uh, well, at this stadium, yes. And I've taken a tour so, of it as well, too. So I got a, I got a funny story about this. And I don't think he'll mind, he'll mind me sharing. He is a dear friend of the pod. His name is Andrew Field Baldinger, but goes by Field Baldinger. 
he works in the he works in the NFL now um, with the uh, with working at MetLife. And this was an epic story that I totally forgot about, Rick, because you and I have epic stories of how we get onto the field and buy nosebleed tickets and how we just systematically get onto the field pretty much every time. Um, no harm, no foul. And and Andrew, uh, right out of college, 22 years old, really wanted to work in the NFL. That's what he wanted to do. Went to the Miami of Ohio. And he went to uh, the Combine. The Combine is there. And that's where all the coaches are. Every single coach in the NFL, owners are there. Every coach, every coach is there. And Andrew's like, I got to get my resume out. I got to get it out. And he went to the combine. He somehow got in. Nobody checked a credential for him. He had no business being at the combine, Rick, his senior year. And he brought his resume. And he reminded me of this. He goes, yeah, Rob, the half the stadium was blocked off because they're not using half the stadium. So it was velvet and roped off. Love it. And what I did was I got into the stadium and I was like, okay, I'm here the day before the combine. I'm going to stay overnight. And Andrew went to a bathroom and slept in a bathroom stall overnight with like a hundred copies of his resume. (laughs) I mean, if that's not, I don't know what it is. And proceeded to hand them out the very next day and meet people and say he's looking for a job and, and all that stuff. And people were like, how'd you get in here? And he explained his story. And (laughs) it's still a story that he tells whenever he's doing a job interview, he's got a great job now, but it was still a great story that he shares. Um, And then, uh, yeah. So anyway, he just has this epic story of Lucas oil stadium that I just think is absolutely hysterical. And when I do make my debut there, I will ask him, uh, which bathroom he stayed in. <laughs> what was the five-star five Airbnb review on Lucas Oil Stadium? Their facilities are top-notch. All right, moving on. So we got and, – and uh, we got number 14 here, the Denver Broncos in power field at Mile High, 2001, Denver, Colorado, seat 76,000. It is 5,280 feet. One mile above sea level. That's where you get the mile high. Um, epic stadium, Rick. You and I had an absolute blast there uh, for one of my birthdays. Great birthday present. Went to go see OAR later on that night at Red Rocks. But we saw a 12 o'clock. I believe it was a 12 o'clock or was it 11? I think it was an 11 o'clock uh, game because of the time difference because we're in the we're in the Rockies. We're in the Rockies. And, and that, dude, Rick, tell the listeners about that that story that we have and, and, and that day. That was. I mean, we've done a whole podcast episode about our experience at Empower Stadium. What I can tell you listeners out there is, one, check the archives because you'll really appreciate and enjoy as we go through and relive the on-field experience the day before hosted uh, dinner at one of the most best, greatest legendary steakhouses in the Denver metropolitan area. As we focus on Empower Field and we talk about Mile High, I want everybody to understand that 
this place is electric, okay? These fans, this is what they live and breathe for. Their tailgating is exceptional. And what's interesting is that um, we've all been inside stadiums. When you're sitting in your seat, a lot of times it's like concrete where your feet are. Not at mile high. It's actually a metal uh, plate. So it's just metal that your feet are sitting on. And it's what helps generate so much noise inside the stadium is, as you can imagine, stomping your feet on a third down and 10. It just reverberates throughout the stadium. It's really impressive. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of other things Rob talked about. The altitude, uh, the suites there. They just got a brand-new owner, uh, the the Walmart family has purchased the Broncos recently um, for the most expensive purchase of a North American sports team. And um, they put in a new turf field. It's, it's grass, it's natural grass, but it looks like turf. It's so darn pretty. Um, it's a beautiful stadium. Put it on your bucket list. We are now in Rick, the top Rick. half of the fields. Rick, we, we went there, we brought out the Bronco flag. We had the tuxedos. We got You can't just tell people to go into the archives. You got to give them a little taste. A little taste. We went out to double. We went out to uh, Del Frisco's Double Eagle, where where uh, uh, Peyton Manning would go when he was in town. Where um, all the greats went. Uh, it, it's uh, it, doesn't get John better. Elway was there. He was a staple at that place. Uh, Rick, it felt like the Dumb and Dumber scene where the guy invited us. And, and, and you go, no, we got to take a stadium tour. And I grabbed your face and I go, do you realize what you've done? <laughs> the town is back that way. <laughs> we went back. Yes, we will go out to eat with you. <laughs> we had tomahawk steaks, lobster, mac and cheese. It was to die for, Rob. It was to die for. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Now, we had an incredible memory at State Farm Stadium, number 13 on the list, Arizona Cardinals, as we start to wind down this episode of the Brothers Brand Podcast with just a few more before we get to next week's top 10. But here we are in Glendale, Arizona, home to the Cardinals, built in 2006, 63,000 retractable, translucent fabric roof, similar to the one that we talked about in Houston. This has hosted many Super Bowls, one of which you and I attended. Hilarious, epic stories there. But this, my friend, is one of the most unique things that this stadium offers. It is a rolling field tray. So this stadium is predominantly closed most of the year. There's a little bit of an opening at the top. It actually is nicknamed the uh, Toaster because it's a big silver structure out in the middle of the desert. And it's got this opening at the top, kind of looking like a toaster oven. And so uh, what's interesting is that this grass inside the stadium doesn't necessarily get a lot of uh, sunlight. And as we know, grass needs sunlight to grow. So what they have built within this stadium is a rolling field tray. And that's exactly what it sounds like. There's a tray that holds the entire field. And it will roll itself out of the stadium into like the parking lot side of the stadium. And it'll sit out there for five, six days a week, getting the sunlight it needs to grow. And then on game day, they'll roll it in underneath the stadium and it'll appear on a tray. And it is spectacular. 
this stadium is uh, one of our all-time favorites. And I think seeing Katy Perry uh, coming through with the fireworks at Super Bowl 48, uh, Patriots and Seahawks, Rob, for us. Hear me roar. Special, special experience. So that's the Arizona Cardinals out in the desert. Anything you want to add? Yes, I do want to add something, Rick. Thank you for inviting me to add on this stadium. Uh, arguably the best sporting event ending we've been to. I think it's number one. It's got to be number one. Maybe Tiger Woods winning the Masters together, watching it on 18. I don't know. You flip a coin, right? So this uh, amazing experience. But I would also give credit to that area of the country. You have It's in Glendale, so it's kind of far out there. But you go, you fly into Phoenix. You got Scottsdale. You got Tempe. This is a destination where you can easily string together a bunch of different uh, things to do, whether it's golf in Scottsdale or anywhere in the Phoenix area. Uh, get your buddies together. Go play some golf out there. Go watch the Arizona Cardinals play a game. Uh, you know, if you're going, watch the D-backs play a game. That that stadium is very cool. Rick and I crossed that off a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago uh, for his, his bachelor party. Epic stadium. Then you got univer- you got Arizona State University. I love the Phoenix metro area, so go check it out. Love the plug. Rob is a part of their tourism department and will not receive any commission for today's advertising. It's pro bono. It's pro bono. Moving along, <laughs> here we go. Jerry's World, one of the newer stadiums in the country, built in 2009, at and Stadium, home of the Dallas Cowboys, it seats 80,000. So it's already one of the largest stadiums in the entire National Football League, but has and will expand to 100,000 seats during major events such as Super Bowls and Final Fours. This stadium also comes with a retractable roof, and it has the world's largest twin HD video boards. The stadium, Rob, you have been and I have been there many times. Sometimes it's so large, and depending on where you're sitting, you find yourself actually watching the video boards because it sits over the field, and it's just so crystal clear and so massive right in your face. You find yourself watching that more than you do the game. Um, it's pretty hilarious. This is an epic stadium. They say everything's bigger in Texas, and, well, it's true when it comes to Jerry's world. And his wife, Charlotte Jones, has gone ahead and uh, put a bunch of art throughout the stadium that is uh, one of the best iconic art displays gallery. throughout the country. Yeah. It's a great gallery. It's a great gallery of art. Yeah, Rick, and we, and we had the privilege of meeting Charlotte Jones uh, when we did a, uh, a facility tour at the Star in Frisco. Uh, you know, Rick, we're getting down to the, to the cream of the crop here. The top bun, some yep. would say. Yep, exactly. And... and- it's hard to pick. This could have slid into number 10. This could have slid into number nine, number eight, somewhere around there. And, you know, you put it at 12, so we're going to ride with it there. And I think what's so cool is that the stadiums that hold so many events, so there's so many excuses to get to it, right? They have college football kickoff games. They got NFL games. They got Final Fours. They got Super Bowl. Like, they got it all coming, right? So it's like, so many opportunities to be there. And I love that they built in Philadelphia. They always had something called Xfinity live and it's a bar 
uh, atmosphere right next to the stadium. So if you're not going to the game, you go to this, you go to the Xfinity Live. They just built that in uh, in in Arlington for the stadiums, and I think that's so cool that they have that there. That was really fun. You got up on the bull, uh, rode the bull there. Uh, hysterical, great content. Um, just a just a great stadium, and and you and I got down low. We got we got down field access. Uh, we got our faces up on the jumbotron, bro. Like literally, faces up on the jumbotron. That was when Sports Center, the very next morning, had a picture of you in the yellow tuxedo, me in the orange tuxedo for the LSU Tigers versus Miami Advocare Kickoff Classic. Uh, so that was a special, special time that we shared there, along with our other excuses that we went and the many times that you've been there because you're in Dallas now. Uh, yeah, it's a great stadium. Highly, highly recommend it for anybody. I'll say no more, and I'll just get to number 11 as we wrap up today's 155th Brothers Brand podcast as we rank the NFL Stadium's game day experiences, part two, number 20 through number 11. And here it is, folks. It's Everbank Stadium. It's Jacksonville Jaguars. This stadium is actually, it's from the 90s, built in 95. But their new owner over the last couple of years has poured a tremendous amount of resources into it to make it unique. And this stadium, Rob, it hosted Super Bowls. Bruce Springsteen has played at the halftime of the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. And it's 67,000 roaring fans in Duval. Duval County. Now they have, Rob, the largest NFL video scoreboards to date in the southern and the northern parts of the end zones of the stadium. Those um, have since surpassed the Cowboys uh, one that sits over their field. They are massive video scoreboards. And here's what they have that no other NFL stadium has. They have multiple, multiple swimming pools. They literally (laughs) took out sections of their stadium and built swimming pools with cabanas And when people want to go there and lay in a lounge chair or take a dip in the pool and keep their eye on the action down on the field, they can do so. That alone puts this stadium in this type of range in the list. Yeah. Rick, um, I have not been to a game there. We're leaning on you for the experience here. And Rick, you know, you had an interesting path in your life that ended you up down in Florida. And I remember, Rick, you were like, I was like, what are you doing this weekend? He goes, well, I went online, Rob, and I applied uh, to work for the Jaguars. I want to see how it would work. And I did some of their event stuff. Rick, back in the day, just out of college, did uh, event stuff for the New York Jets, which was super cool. So he's like, I want to do the game day event stuff for the Jags, see if that's worthwhile. And you went once. It was just too far of a commute for you. Um, But you were there. You were on the field. You were part of the team. Uh, So that was pretty cool uh, to see all those pictures. So I'm living vicariously through you uh, with this experience. Um, uh, But what I will say is from a degenerate gambler betting perspective, because you had to tie that in when you're talking to me, is uh, (laughs) I do recall that the Jaguars, you know, they were very bad for a long time. After Jake Daylight come and you got a Delome uh, going to the Super Bowl, uh, they they kind of slid off the rails all, all, for a very long time. 
up until uh, Trevor Lawrence and now resurgency with Doug Peterson. So they were desperately trying to get fans in the stadium, hence the pools that they created year, many years ago. Uh, and then they also were the first team to adapt to fantasy football where they were like, screw it. We got to put something here. So people are coming. So they dedicated some of the scoreboards to just fantasy uh, players and how they're doing throughout the games. I remember that specifically. Uh, they were the first team to adapt that. <laughs> Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um, and then they're they're set to have a brand new stadium put in as well. Um, that's going to be pretty epic over the next couple of years. I don't know exactly when that's coming in, but uh, that'll be an epic, epic stadium. Uh, I hope they do not host any Super Bowls because that city is not built infrastructurally sound for Super Bowls, hotels, interstates, all that. But uh, that stadium will be very epic. I agree, Rob. It is going to be pretty impressive what they do there. Uh, They've got the financing to uh, get it done. Uh, Excited for the city of Jacksonville. Uh, Their stadium, it's a little bit of an older one, but uh, that's why a new one's coming. So sit back, relax, enjoy the final episode soon to be released. For all you listeners out there, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt, and we're the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening to episode 155, Stadium Rankings 20 to 11. We'll be coming in hot with stadiums 10 10 to 1 on the next episode of the Brothers Brandt Podcast.